Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel. And today I'm going to be breaking down five tools that will make stopping drinking easy. Now, I know that that's a huge claim. Easy, Leon, easy. Have you lost your mind? Well, by the end of this video, these tools are going to help you so much. They're tools that I've applied in my own life. They're tools that I've shown other people. And I know that these work. And I know that if you watch this video in full, you're going to feel just more certain and more confident about what you're doing. So you definitely want to watch this video. Now, the very first tool that I've got for you guys, The first tool is first principles thinking. Now, I've spoken about this on the channel a lot of times, but maybe for new viewers, you've not quite heard of it. And maybe for older viewers, you want a quick refresher on how it works. Now, first principles thinking, it's a mental model. And if you look at the image on the screen now, you can see how it works. People start in whatever situation that they're in right now. And all they do is they break down all of the individual parts of a problem, look at them one by one, put them back together to create new worldviews. And that's really it in a nutshell. Now, it's the opposite of something called reasoning from analogy, which is basically using common sense. If we use an example of starting a business, when most people start a business, they reason from analogy. So they'll tell their friends, their teachers, their family members, they'll say, you know, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And people will often look at them like, dude, you're going to fail. You know, I'm not always, you know, I'm sure there are people that watch this channel that have got parents that are entrepreneurs or friends that are entrepreneurs that are very supportive. But quite often people will look at people that want to start a business and they're going to have this idea that, well, businesses fail. Businesses are risky. You need a great idea. And we have these preconceived notions that aren't really true at all. Now, I know that's maybe a little bit crazy for some of you guys to listen to, but this is reasoning from analogy, right? It's using common sense. And then we then have this worldview that a business is going to be very difficult. We need a good idea. We're very likely to fail. It's going to cost us a lot of money. So we don't act on it, right? We just kind of live in this turmoil. And that was me for a long time. You know, in my early 20s, when I wanted to start a personal training business, I was told people don't buy personal training, right? Because I come from uh, the north of England in pretty small town and nobody buys personal training there. Well, very, I don't think many people do. I'm sure people do, but it's not a common thing. It's not like in, in London or in a city where it's very normal for people to hire personal trainers. But when I told people I wanted to be a personal trainer, people were like, what? like it wasn't even a thing. So I didn't really act on that for a long time. And this is what happens when we reason from analogy with alcohol, right? We get told that it's hard, it's difficult, it's challenging. So no matter what, when we start our journey, we're starting with a feeling of negativity, of doom, of gloom. We already have this idea that it's going to be a difficult thing. Now, when it comes back to first principles thinking is we don't listen to this common sense, right? Like with the business, we don't listen to the people that say it's hard, you're going to fail, you know, you need a good idea. We really break it down to its component parts. So we look at the component parts of a business. So what do you need in a business? Well, you need a market of people, right? You need a group of people that are looking for a solution and they're paying money for that solution. You need this. You need to be able to fulfill. You need to be able to have a good product or a good service that helps that individual. You need to have good marketing. So you need to be able to promote the product, promote the service. You need to be able to sell it. Then you need to be able to actually do it. And it's it's that simple. You don't need to create the next Uber or the next Facebook. You don't need a big idea. You need a market of people and you need to be able to create something of value to sell to those people. You create a win-win relationship. And when I realized this, I stopped thinking, oh, well, you don't need all these things that other people said. It's, it's a really simple process. And for a lot of people that are viewers of the channel that might have a business, you know, if we, if we reflect what it was like when we were starting, there is a lot of doubt. There is a lot of uncertainty. Don't get me wrong. But then through experience and through going through it, you start to realize that the common sense that we all thought 
thought that was real at one point, it isn't true. Now, the same thing happens with alcohol, right? When we break it down from first principles, we realize that stopping drinking is not actually that hard, right? It doesn't require a lifelong fight. I mean, it's completely outside of the scope of this video for me to break down first principles thinking and give you everything about alcohol because it would take me 12 hours, right? But if you click the link in the description, there's a more in-depth video talking about first principles thinking. But essentially what you're doing is you are doing introspection and you are studying and you are finding new information that challenges the, the ideas that you used to have. And when you do that, you just create a new paradigm, a new worldview, a new way to see things. And to me, this is the most important tool that you can have in your toolbox when stopping drinking. It's the foundation of everything, your worldview, your paradigm, and your mindset. That's what makes stopping drinking easy, which is why I had to share this tool with you. Now, it's what I teach in the Sober Clear program. We go, we actually use this mental model to break things down into all of its component parts. But I mean, you can do this on your own. I didn't create first principles thinking. Many people use this all of the time. So that's the first one. Now, the second tool that I've got for you guys, it's another mindset thing, but it's how you are going to deal with other drinkers. Now, I did make a video talking about the three types of drinkers that you will have to deal with when stopping drinking. If you click the link, around here, you'll be able to watch that video after watching this one. But essentially, when it comes to dealing with other drinkers, it's almost imperative that your mindset and understanding alcohol for what it is, is 100% solid, right? You need to see alcohol as ethanol, as poison, as something that does nothing for you. So when you encounter people that offer you a drink here and there, and they say, why don't you have one? Or, you know, why don't we just drink tonight? And then you can stop again tomorrow, all of this stuff that you'll deal with, you need to be absolutely crystal clear and certain that you know that alcohol does nothing for you. So when these individuals offer you a drink, it's like, no, dude, like, why would I do that? Rather than you using willpower and resisting them and being like, I don't know, man, I don't want to drink. It's just like, no, why would I drink? Like, what are you talking about? You need to be so strong and so certain, right? That's that's the key word here. It's certainty. And you need to be able to see that other drinker as somebody that is addicted to a drug, right? You don't want to feel envy for them. You want to feel sorry for them. You want to see them for what they are. They're stuck in a cycle. They don't want to be there. The only reason why they're drinking is because they want to feel how you feel as a non-drinker all of the time. So you need to be very certain and very solid with your worldview. And if you're not there quite yet, then yeah, check out some of the other videos on this channel. I mean, there's there's like almost 300 videos here to help you build that worldview, right? But once you're there, dealing with other drinkers, being in bars, being in restaurants, it becomes easy. Which leads me to the third tool. Now, there's an amazing book that I've been actually rereading at the moment over the past few days, and it's called Goals by Brian Tracy. Now, I know this is, you know, kind of like self-help, self-improvement. For a lot of people, you're just not into that. But I found this book brilliant because what it does is it gives you a framework and it gives you big questions that you can ask yourself that start getting ideas on what you can do next. It starts getting you to think, you know, five years into the future and how to actually write down your goals. And it, it starts to give you ideas. And this book is a great framework to follow. So if you've stopped drinking or you're thinking about stopping drinking and you're not sure what you want to do next, then this book can be a great resource. Now, I know these kind of books, they're not for everybody, but personally, I'm a big fan. I love reading, you know, positive, uplifting, inspirational messages. And I'd much rather read something like this than say, watch mainstream media or watch some junk on YouTube. I, I personally like this stuff. So that book, I think you guys will love it. Now, the fourth tool that you can use in your toolbox is once you've stopped drinking, you want to find an area that you want to focus on, right? For a lot of people, that's health and fitness. For other people, that might be their relationship. It might be their business. It might be travel. It might be spirituality, religion, there's probably an area 
that is lacking the most, that if you were to put a lot of energy into that area, everything in your life would get better. So once you've kind of got an idea of what area you're going to be focusing on the most over the next few months, go and find a coach. You know, if you have decided that fitness is going to be your big focus, go and hire a personal trainer, hire an online fitness coach, something like that. If you've decided that spirituality and religion is your focus, find a mentor there, find a coach there. If you've decided that you're going to just focus on your business, double down on that, get accountability, find a high performance coach, a business coach, find somebody that's going to give you accountability and a system to follow for whatever is next in your life. This is a game changer, right? Actually investing money in hiring help is massive. It can make such a huge difference. Something that I've witnessed over the past few years and some of the people that I've met over the past couple of years, you know, running Sober Clear, you know, it's a, it's a business. So I've, I'm, a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs now. The people that I see grow the fastest invest in coaching. There is a direct correlation that I've personally seen. The people that invest in themselves, their business, their life, everything seems to grow at a much faster rate. And that's the thing with coaching is, you know, you can do things on your own. That's cool. You know, that's fine. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But if you want to get faster results, you want to make success more likely, investing in coaching is one of the best investments you will ever make. So there's another tool that you can use. Invest in a coach that will help you build that life without alcohol. And the fifth and the final tool that you can use to help you make stopping easy is commitment to a hobby. Now, committing to a hobby is a great way to fill in the lost time with alcohol, right? I'm not saying that you should replace alcohol with a hobby, right? We should never replace alcohol because there's nothing to replace, right? All we're doing is getting rid of a poisonous substance that does nothing for us and then getting on with our life, having a better life, right? There's nothing to really replace. However, you will find that when you stop drinking, you get a lot more free time. For some of you, you might be too busy to commit to a hobby. You might, you know, be busy with family and work and so on. But I think committing to a hobby can give you something enjoyable to work on. The hobby that me and my girlfriend do is CrossFit. Like we do that. We love that because it's sociable, right? You, you go to a gym, you meet people. It gives you good energy. Like I feel really good as I'm training. And the third thing that I like is, is that it's based on metrics. You know, there's progress that you can see. Lifts are going up. Times are going down. And that's the things that I like for a hobby. I Personally, I wouldn't be as interested in, in painting or music because I like to see numbers. I like to see things going up and down and, and I, I like to see the progress that I'm making. That's just what I like in a hobby. You know, I'd probably enjoy golf as well, but I got golfer's elbow when I tried it last. So I'm out of golf. I'm not playing golf anymore. But when you find a hobby, it just gives you something that feels productive and feels enjoyable to do. It's good to see progress. It's good to see improvement. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.